Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking about how to stay motivated as an artist. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't take an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, professional development, and workshops. I suspect, Jordan, that one of the biggest inherent problems being an artist in terms of motivation is that a lot of the times we're alone in a room with our supplies. We're not interacting with anybody. And yet we need that. <laughs> I can't oftentimes have people around me all the time bothering me about stuff. And yet the loneliness is a real thing. I think that we do need time by ourselves. Like there, there's nothing wrong with that. But there is a point where it can become highly discouraging when you are always by yourself at all times. So like in my situation, personally, I work from home uh, and I have multiple jobs and I work from home for all of them. And it's just me living here. And so there's a point where I'm like, man, I crave to be around someone else who can help you know push me forward. Because if I start spiraling and negative thoughts, that can become really difficult to control. I mean, this is what happens to me. <laughs> I just get, oops. I get super, super grouchy when I'm by myself working in studio, as you can see here, because it just, crap starts happening in your head. And some days after being by myself working on my work for so much, I feel like I'm just losing my mind. Do you oh, ever feel like that? Always. I always feel like I'm losing my mind. I'm like, what is this? And it's, uh, it's challenging because... Oftentimes we need a little pick me up. Like sometimes I need to talk to someone uh, who can help cheer me on. And it's nice when you have someone who's in the next room or a neighbor or at least someone on Discord, which we do have at our prop, by the right. way, if you're not on there. Um, but if you have someone like that in your life who can help motivate you, it's so wonderful. So I, I definitely think community is going to be a big part of uh, that motivation for artists. Tell us in the chat. Do you guys feel that loneliness? Because we do spend time doing things by ourselves. And a common thing that people tell me here all the time is, I don't know any artists in person. There aren't any local arts organizations that I really like. And I feel very alone trying to learn art by myself. But the thing is, art has to be something that's interactive. People think it's all about making. But for me, so much of the engagement is getting feedback mm -hmm. from somebody else. And I don't think a lot of people understand how critical that is for artists. Mm -hmm. The feedback is super important. I'm actually reminded of, um, I think uh, it was a TED talk or something I heard. And it was a guy talking about the album by Kanye West, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And it's like highly critically acclaimed and all this. But one thing that he made sure to do was he got feedback from everyone, like not just his engineers, but like the janitors and the people who were coming in and, you know, afterwards and stuff to use the studio. Like he got feedback from everyone. That's the essential part of having community around you is you can get that. When you get so wrapped up in your own work, you can just have tunnel vision and not see the very easy things that you can fix. It could be a matter of changing the composition or a different color or whatever it is. Tell us in the chat as well, how many of you feel like you do struggle with motivation? Because I think sometimes people see that as a reflection of, oh, well, if I was a better artist, I could stay motivated all the time. But do you struggle with motivation? I do. 
Uh, often, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a challenge for sure. And anything, anything like art, anything that naturally is creative, can be very difficult. Um, there's other areas that would need motivation. You know, whether oh, I got a thumbs up. I, why is it getting a thumbs up? That's so weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, one, it doesn't work when I do it. Apparently, Streamyard the platform we use for live streams it won't do it for me you're supposed to hold it and it makes a little emoji but it doesn't work it's Not you know i think you. it read the thumb on my arm i think that's what it read um <laughs> but um oh. <laughs> what was i would say <laughs> um, i don't know let's talk about how with motivation i suspect we lose motivation because we don't feel seen and so that's accompanying the thing where if you don't have established art friends, you don't have a local community you're engaging with as an artist, a lot of people just feel invisible. And that's a pretty discouraging place to be. And it happens in many different ways. Some people, they, they just don't have anybody they can talk to about their work and they only have friends and family and we know how exciting their feedback is. But I, I think people really want to be seen. Do you think that's part of it? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the reason we create art. I think that's probably why like Van Gogh was so uh, was so depressed because he just wanted people to see his work. And I think the same thing happens to us, especially when it comes to social media. Like I personally can get very discouraged if I post something and it doesn't get as many views or as many comments. And, you know, it, I actually have often gotten this comment on TikTok like, your work is so underrated. Like, why don't you have more views? And that usually doesn't make me feel that much better because, like, I don't know, freaking <laughs> algorithm. Like, <laughs> thank you, but also I don't know what to do about that. Um, so yeah, like, I, I make work so it can be seen and enjoyed by other people, and a, and a lot of the time, honestly, we get the exact same comment. People always <laughs> write comments to us. Why don't you have a billion subscribers? You guys are so underrated. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but guess what? One of the reasons we are here is to see you. And we offer many different options for how you can let us see you. One of them is Discord. And especially, we are doing a stage session today right after the live stream. And that's where you get to talk to us on voice. And I know it's intimidating. Some people say they really want to talk to us, but it feels too intimidating. But we don't bite. And we really are rooting for you. And Jordan, I don't know that there's a lot of places where people can safely say, oh, these people are invested in my best interest. They want me to succeed. There's a lot of people who don't, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there, sometimes that has to do with ego. Sometimes, um, you know, people just want to have the appearance that they're helping and really it's just to collect more numbers. Uh, I've never seen our prof as anything close to that. For me, I always saw it as this is a, a community of people that simply want to help encourage other artists to be better. And in any facet, whether it's animation, illustration, uh, printmaking or fine art, whatever the case is, that's what we're here for. I definitely have been to other online groups where number one, it's intimidating to enter any online art community to begin with, but I definitely have seen groups where I'm like, you guys don't want me to succeed. And that's not a place I want to spend time in. And I can assure you because we have an amazing mod team, 
that if you join our Discord and somebody's a jerk to you, they get booted so fast. And so we have a staff that works very hard to make sure people feel supported and seen in there. I mean, the other option too is we have our Patreon group, $20 a month, and a lot of people really know each other. I mean, I've met up with people in the Patreon group. And so we have many options for you guys to be seen. And I know not everybody's super comfortable with it, but try. We're, we're actually not that bad because this doesn't feel good, Jordan, where you pose, you're like, hello, anybody? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I made this thing. It took me 30 hours. Hello. And it, it's just such a bummer. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. Um, and that's another reason why we encourage you guys to you know, go on Discord, make some art friends. And you never know. There's always someone in my mind who's who's doing some form of art one way or another. And with the Internet as a tool, you can access anybody in the world to help inspire you. So you don't have to feel alone if that's what you need. If you crave being around other people or getting feedback from other people, it doesn't have to be just you. Nick is asking, how do I keep motivated to practice drawing to improve when you feel like you are terrible at it and want to quit? You're going to feel that way. <laughs> Nobody here has ever started anything new and felt fabulous. If you told me, Jordan, oh, go play a basketball game with Dorian, I'd be like, see ya. I don't want to <laughs> feel like an absolute ant in the context of that. But let's say... I would say, oh, well, actually, I do really like basketball. I'm really bad at it. But here is Dorian and he'll help me. I think you have to start there. And you can't be mad that I started basketball practice today. Why am I not in the being recruited? It, it's just totally unrealistic. So you have to embrace the beginning part and just be like, yeah, I stink at this. Okay, <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, I think sports is always the perfect analogy for stuff like this, because realistically, like you're you're not going to be at this high level just yet. There's so much that you need to learn about tools and materials, uh, understanding of volume and anatomy and perspective, color theory. I mean, the list is practically endless, endless. And so if you go in there just assuming you're going to be the best, you're already kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I, I think the best approach would be to just simply take it one day at a time and focus on progress. Um, I've, I've actually heard a lot of YouTubers say it's not practice makes perfect. It's uh, it's perfect practice uh, makes progress. And so that's what you want to shoot for. Karu, sorry if I mispronounced your name, says, I haven't worked on my art since last year and I constantly feel demotivated. You're going to have periods like that where you just, for some reason or another, something happens in your life and you're not able to do it. I was telling someone in the Discord today that I had de Quervain's tenosynovitis many years ago, it was like 10 years ago, but I couldn't write my name. My hand was just paralyzed and it was like that for months. And thank goodness I was lucky. It didn't end up being something I had to deal with long-term, but there's always life stuff that gets in the way. Now, in terms of how to get back into it, I always tell people, indulge yourself. If you love drawing Spider-Man, just draw Spider-Man all day. <laughs> just easy entry point. Don't try to learn anything. Don't try to get better. Just do the thing that you love. 
And then that will bring you the joy, which sometimes will motivate you to wanna keep going. This is a very important one. And I don't know that everybody has this as an option, but I can tell you I'm older than a lot of you. So maybe I can be this for you. Talk to someone who's much older than you. So here is me and Andrew Raftery. He was my former professor at RISD. And I'm lucky that we have stayed in touch over the years. Jordan, how is this different than if I chat with somebody who's my age? I think you, typically with someone who's older, there's not just more experience in the work that you're doing, most likely, but also life experience. And I noticed that when we're younger, we tend to have more fears and concerns about different things. Like I was having a conversation with someone who's uh, 22, I think, and is working on getting in the animation industry and she had so many concerns and I was like, your work is fine. Just keep doing what you do. And I think there's an assurance there, like, like a big brother, big sister kind of situation that, that an older mentor can provide. I mean, my mentors calm me down because I'll call them and say, what do I do? I don't know. And they say, it's okay, Clara, do this. This is normal it's okay. And I go, oh, phew, right? And so for me, there are certain things that make me hyperventilate, but to somebody in a position who's gone through it eight times, it doesn't feel like a big deal to them. And I think that's where getting the perspective is extremely important because of course in the moment you feel crappy and you don't know what to do and you don't know how to react. And so speaking to somebody who's done it, I mean, people tell me they get very upset if they're rejected from something. I'm like, dude, I rejected for 20 years from this one grant. I finally won it 20 years later after applying every single year. So it's okay to be rejected. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good testimony, I admit. <laughs> it is. Mia says, it's hard to stay motivated when constantly comparing yourself to others, especially artists who may seem to have a higher skill level, both conceptually and abstractly. Yeah, this is this is where the challenge comes in. We've done several streams now on working on not comparing yourself to others, especially on social media. Um, but there's a quote. I can't remember who said it, but the quote was every artist was first an amateur. So the people that you look up to, even if it's people on, like us on Art Prof, we had to start somewhere. If we all showed you our very first drawings you pro or our first time doing whatever you probably like this that's not so good but but that's the thing like with motivation and this is this is one thing about motivation that i struggle with sometimes is how much to even rely on it and i think it might even be a point later on but i think it's important to rely on discipline more than just motivation because it can be very fleeting so keep working at the craft and keep exploring um things like the fundamentals and that's what i meant by uh, perfect practice. You want to practice things properly. You want to make sure that you are gaining the right knowledge to be able to uh, to do the things that you're hoping for. And guess what, Mia? There's always someone out there who's better than you at some skill. I mean, some people might look at me and say, oh yeah, you, you paint really well. And I'm like, dude, have you seen my friend, Kathy Speranza? I am a total piece of dough compared to the way she paints it, it, there's always somebody okay and so you have to accept that they exist but you have to remember you have your own voice 
So somebody could have incredible painting technique, but they will never have the story that I have to tell. And so some people will say, well, I don't have a story. And I say, well, you do. You just haven't recognized it because it's right in your face. <laughs> Everybody lives their own experience. It's very hard to do that. What about this, Jordan? Karis, who says, I'm nervous about making friends online. Um, well, I guess uh, I would, me personally in that situation, I would go deeper and find out why I'm nervous. Um, Cause that can be a number of reasons. Uh, one reason is you're nervous that they'll find out where you live and get kidnapped. I mean, that's, that's fair. Um, you know, like <laughs> that's a, that's a legitimate reason to be nervous. Um, but it could also be, I'm afraid of showing my work to other people. Um, and then yeah. if that's the reason, then you could figure out why that is. Well, maybe I'm afraid that they're just going to be mean to me. Well, find someone who's not mean or find someone who you can tell has a good character. Yeah. Like Clara. And so, um, I think that, um, I think you have to dig a little deeper and figure out why you're nervous specifically and find a route that will help you. Cause no one walks this earth alone completely. We, we have relationships with people, whether it's large or small and it all impacts us. So you might as well use that to your advantage. I will also say that everybody feels nervous about showing their work and it gets easier with experience. How many people here were worried or have been afraid in the past of sharing your work? And tell us why. Were you nervous people were gonna be rude? Were you embarrassed that you weren't good enough? Because everyone has that experience. But if you share it in a safe place like our Discord, you'll be surprised people will be very nice. And if they're not, we boot them out. <laughs> so that's a place <laughs> where you're guaranteed not to be bullied at all. And if that happens, tell me and I'll get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time though, talking to your peers is extremely valuable. How is this different, Jordan, than me talking to somebody who's 20 years older than me? Um, <laughs> sorry, I just looked deranged in this picture. Um, <laughs> um, uh, talking to your peers, I think is good because they they're on the same respect level typically right it's not it's not a sir please look at my work it's not a i'm below you're below me it's it's never like that it's usually like hey cool stuff or maybe i can help you here and what i would do when i was in school whenever i was in studio with people we would always help each other out we would send each other things like oh this reference from such and such artist would be really cool if you did that here or dude have you seen this movie you gotta check this out it'd be great for your project so there's just this type of camaraderie that we naturally feel with people our own age. And I mean, it happens from way young. You see toddlers playing together all the time um, and last throughout our lifetimes. And I think typically having a close friend or a peer, um, they can really be sympathetic towards what you're going through in a way that maybe sometimes an older mentor might be detached from sometimes. For example, I will never talk to Andrew about Instagram. <laughs> he, he doesn't exist on social media, but I can talk to you about Instagram, Jordan, and mm -hmm. about those current trends that we're both in the middle of. I mean, I'm not quite your peer, but I'm closer than <laughs> my much older mentors. And the real point is you have to be around people who are doing something sort of similar. So I spend a lot of time on YouTube and Jordan, I confess, 
I was like so happy when you joined YouTube because I was like, oh my God, he's going to understand why I'm so obsessed with our analytics. Like you get it now, don't you? <laughs> oh, I totally get it. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely an addiction. <laughs> it is. And I remember you said to me, you're like, yeah, I don't know why you always posted about it, but now I get it because I'm checking it by the hour. <laughs> yep. Especially when you see things growing and you're like, you post like, oh it. And you're like, oh, what's this? What's this? You, you know, <laughs> I got a new comment. You know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely an addiction. <laughs> Absolutely. Another thing to do, and there are many ways to do this, create accountability. Why is this helpful to stay motivated? So accountability in any area is great because sometimes we have great intentions, but we need someone else to kick us in the butt a little bit or remind us, right? So like what we're seeing here, uh, for those of you guys who know about my shadow boxes project, these are actually thumbnails for the comic that we're currently producing. And I'm working with a small team of my friends and my friend, Megan, she's always on me about Jordan, did you you know, did you work on pages? Did you write the script? Did you do it? And it's always like, sometimes it gets a little annoying, but she, her job, she tells me that she's like, I'm supposed to be the professional nag because I want this project to succeed. And I do too. But sometimes that extra little kick really is needed. Again, why you have to be around other people because actually <laughs> selfishly, I use you guys for accountability. I bet you didn't even know it. But what I do sometimes is I share something and then you guys will ask me a week later, hey, Clara, when are you going to work on that? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> so you need that. It's extremely helpful. And I think if I didn't have this platform, certainly I'd find other ways to get the accountability. But when somebody says, Clara, why don't you? I mean, that kicks me off my butt right away to start. It doesn't have to be sophisticated. It's just one person asking where's is enough. Yeah. I mean, it's so nice. I mean, people do that with fitness all the time. They have coaches and accountability partners for different stuff. It's just, it's really nice to have a second set of eyes. Absolutely. Now we do have accountability program. Oh, that sounds really awful. Accountability program. Open Studios Club. <laughs> 12, 12 it's the place. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> where you can get accountability is a brand new program that we just started and it's basically a live voice session for two hours you work on your own projects and we just chat on voice and okay i know i'm kind of tooting my own horn everybody but look at this this drawing painting i started this on the live stream and i didn't get that far and honestly if I didn't run the open studio session, I never would have worked on it. But because I had to do two of them, I got so much work done. I was like, wow, I'm benefiting from my own program. I mean, yes, I know I'm a little biased. But the point was, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a two hour chunk on Monday. I've cleared it out. It's for this thing. I'm working on this. And I felt so good after that. Because, Jordan, it feels kind of crappy when you're like, oh, I should work on it. Oh, I don't feel like it. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that happens all the time. And uh, especially especially, I remember facing this in school where I was like, I don't want to do this. But you see everyone else doing their work and excelling. And you're like, OK, I got to I got to get, you know, my pencil up and, you know, get the paper out. I got to do it. Um, so it, it certainly helps. And 
some of my favorite memories from school were even working in studio with like six other people and just listening to music together and just vibing out till four o'clock in the morning till we were all delirious. So that's pretty much why I started the Open Studios Club is because I love that super casual hangout where you just doing your own thing and there's no pressure to speak on voice or have some big conversation just together and sometimes just being there i mean i have people who come to open studios club for some reason they're not able to speak on voice but it's like you're still there even if you're not talking on voice and so sometimes just feeling like you're part of that group of people working is really nice so david says i can relate to needing somebody to push me to get working on a project when I seem to lag because everybody lags. I mean, are you ever on top of it all the time? I'm never. No, it takes a very special person like like Kobe Bryant. He's one of those people who could probably just get himself up and, you know, just do all the shots he needs to do and be a pro. like very, very few people like that. I would say probably one percent of people have that in them. And, um, and even then, they might need to pick me up every now and then, especially in the beginning. And 7A says, I'm still nervous every time, show your work. I mean, I don't know what kind of response will come out of someone. Might be anything from that's nice to soul crushing vitriol. Mm -hmm. It's very unpredictable. But Amanda, I've critiqued your work many times in the Patreon group. My first time I showed a drawing for critique was so anxious. Everybody does, but it's like you have to just do that one post. Do it in our Discord. I mean, you can do it anywhere, but I'm biased. And I think we're much nicer than a lot of groups. <laughs> and yeah. you'll realize, oh, it's not so bad. It, it actually is not as scary as you anticipated it to be. Because what we imagine in our heads is always way, way scarier. Jordan's been exercising. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to regret sending me this photo, Jordan. <laughs> I did. I don't think I sent it to you. I just po I posted it because I think other people forced me. Anyway, um, exercise. Reason we put this here is because when you exercise and it releases endorphins <laughs> that actually make you feel better. Uh, it, it's like a happiness drug. And so a lot of people will, um, will try to, uh, you know, force their mind into a happy state when really, if they just go out and sweat a little bit, that will help. And I think that that will um, also just get you ready for the day, especially if you do it in the morning. Like, hey, I've exercised. I'm feeling good about myself. I'd accomplish something today. Oh, I can get to my work. It feels a lot easier. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, we have a comment here from Karasu that I think is related. Do you have any motivation tips for people with ADHD? It's frustrating being on my iPad all day. Then don't be on your iPad all day because I oftentimes I get so into my work. By the time I know it, it's three o'clock and I haven't moved, which is really bad. And you know, what's really silly. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. So one of the ways I get myself to go outside is I have to go out and pick up the dog poop. And for real, that gets me outside every day in the morning because I know I have to do it. And yes, it's poop, but I'm like, oh, fresh air. I like this, even though I'm holding a big bag of poop. That's one way to do it. <laughs> Whatever works, because I would die if I didn't exercise. For me, it's as much about my mental health as it is about 
my physical health. I mean, I take medication for all kinds of things, but to me, part of my, I guess, therapy is that exercise. Like Susan says, sometimes just a nice walk does wonders. Yeah, I think very, very important wherever you can fit that. And it doesn't have to be rigorous. We don't have to be Dorian making these Michael Jordan leaps in the basketball court. You just walk around. Yeah, yeah. We, we, We don't need to hold ourselves to that. Here's another thing. Measure your progress in years, not days. Now, this sounds hard to do because we want to say, but I want to get better now. But progress isn't like that, you guys. And sometimes the progress is really, truly not visible for a long time. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, that's happened to me. I mean, you guys may have heard about the 2500 challenge. We talk about it on our prof sometimes and there's a channel in the discord, but, it's to, but for those who don't know, it's to draw 1000 heads, 500 arms, 500 legs, 250 hands, 250 feet, typically within the course of a year. I think on our part, we kind of left that part off of it. But when you're doing that many drawings and taking that long to do it, you typically don't see progress from page to page. It usually doesn't happen like that. Most people will start seeing progress after a couple of hundred drawings. And um, same thing with with anything. Like your your first anything is usually not going to turn out that great. Uh, but but as you go on and years later, you start to understand more. You can take more risks. You take more chances. Um, oh, man, I forgot about this one. Yeah, this piece here is like seven years old. And I'm looking at <laughs> Like at the time, I was like, man, this is like the best. And I'm looking at now, I'm like... I shouldn't have given it to Clara. So like, it, <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just how it works sometimes. Look at what you're doing now. And this yeah. is several years in between the drawings. Mm-hmm. And this happens a lot when I'm giving people feedback in the Discord. They'll say, oh, I made this drawing. And then the next day they'll say, well, I made this one. Is it better? And I just feel like that's not a fair question to ask. I mean, certainly I can say, okay, I think these things are better, but really trying to judge the pieces, oh, this is better than what you had before. Because progress is not linear. Mm-hmm. Progress is up and down. You don't just get better, 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 better. It's not like that. It's up and down. And that's why tracking your progress over years. Like Jordan, this was the first version of Shadow Boxers. Yeah. Well, technically the second, because the first one was in high school. But yeah, these are the first like versions of like, what I have now and every single one of those characters changed um and and there's there's so much I understood between that first version and the version on the next slide and actually even that was just a few months apart like this wasn't even years so and now some of those characters have even more adjustments to like clean them up even more so it really does a lot when you can just kind of step back and say look what I've been able to do over the course of weeks, months, and years, and not days and hours. I like what George is saying here. There's an old truism that most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, but underestimate what they can accomplish in five years. I just think this constant feeling to measure your progress. Am I getting better? Is it better than yesterday? Oh, maybe it'll be better. Just don't do that. It's such a waste of your time. Your energy is much better spent just focusing on improving the things you want to do. And I get it. Everybody wants to feel like they're making progress, but you don't want to want it so bad to the point that it's disruptive. 
And I think that happens because then you get down the spiral. Oh, I'm not good. It's bad. Oh, I should stop. It's like, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. It's not fun. Yeah, definitely want to take, take your time with those things. And it's true. What you can accomplish in five years is so much different. And like, if I said to myself, I'm going to create an animated series by tomorrow night, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's, that's a lot to put on yourself. But if you say, I'm going to give myself a couple of years to do it, you'll first off, not stress out and it'll turn out much better. And you guys have seen that I'm exploring maybe doing movie poster illustration at some point. And I'm a seasoned professional. I know how to research things and figure stuff out and get in touch with people. But still, I look at the stuff I'm doing and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get there. <laughs> like, I just I just need 15 years. Just give me the 15 years and, you know, it'll work itself out. But you guys saw on the stream I had with Ashley, my mock art director, who's a real seasoned art director. She called my first thumbnails a hot mess. <laughs> she was like, yeah, Clara, I feel bad. I'm like, give it to me. I'm like, I need to know what's a hot mess so I never do that again. And that's one of the reasons I'm sharing that whole process with you guys. So you can say, yeah, you, you stink at it for a long time. And it's okay for that to be the case. Although, <laughs> Anne has a good point. I hate and love looking at old work. It's so cringy. Sometimes, though, I look back and I'm like, hey, I was pretty good. Do you ever have that? Uh, yeah, you know, that happens on rare occasions. That is true. Um, like, e even like Sometimes. the Shadowboxers characters, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. But, um, but you actually just said something that made me think of a point I wanted to share when it comes to finding people to give you feedback especially if it's like a friend or something like that, try and find people who give you feedback in the way that you can receive it best. Because some people yes. are very confusing with the feedback they give, or they have a way of hurting people's feelings. Um, try and find people who can say the same thing and not hurt your feelings and actually encourage you. Because I find that when you, when you can do that, um, you're more excited to do the work. Because you don't want to be like, you don't want to find someone who's like giving you all this feedback making you feel like you suck and then feeling like you can't do it anymore. So just be very careful about that too. Tell us in the chat, how many of you guys have gotten feedback, critique, advice from somebody that just made you feel worse to the point that you thought, oh, I, I don't wanna do that because not all critique is helpful. I've seen terrible critiques where people are giving advice that is just make your life more difficult. And you have to know, number one, who do you trust to give you advice that's actually going to be helpful? And number two, who's going to understand what it is that you're doing? I mean, there's so many things that I do and I have a friend who's like also in the same field. So I've been in fine art a long time. Let's say I have a friend who's in fine art. That doesn't mean they're good for me to talk to. <laughs> Maybe I'd like to have a good laugh with them over coffee, but that's not the same thing as somebody I relate to for feedback. Do you have people in your life who you you feel reliable for that, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, a lot of my peers um, are like that, and some and some of my teachers. There there are certain people that I've kind of pinpointed as like you give good feedback, and I don't feel like crap when you give me that feedback. 
and uh, and I stick close to them and I and I keep and that circle is very small of maybe three or four people who are really like that. Yeah, I mean, I could ask you back from any number, but it's like that core small group is like really helpful for me specifically because they tend to know my goals and what I want and they're not going to overstep their boundaries and be like forcing me to do what they would do instead of helping me get to where I'm trying to 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 reach. And if you can't think of anything else, play music that pumps you up. <laughs> Just put on Boulevard Rouge. And I'm like, oh, my life is better because <laughs> Aaron Tveit is in the world. No, but for real, this works. Because some days when I'm focusing, you know when you listen to music sometimes, but you work so in a, such a focused way that you sort of stop hearing the music? And yes. So I'll I'll reserve sort of crappy music for that. But when I want to like listen and be pumped, I, I listen to Roxanne from Mulan Rush. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny because there was actually the, this tip kind of came from me being in one of your classes one day because it, it was the third yeah. week. You probably remember it was the third week, and I got in like two like really mediocre to negative critiques, and I was so frustrated. Because it's the first time it ever happened to me. And so I was drawing this, um, it was like the Lotus Pod, I think was what it was. And um, I listened to- Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I was, I was listening to an Eminem song while I was working on it. And I was like, Aah! and just kind of going, because you said I was being too gentle or too um, too yeah. safe or something. I was like, okay, I'm going to break out and just listen to like the, cra like the craziest thing ever. And it was like the best critique I got in your entire class this semester. <laughs> it works. I mean, you told me that you get so much inspiration every time you watch the Smooth Criminal video, and you've probably watched it, what, 8 billion times by now? Most likely. I imagine I'm about a, a quarter of like the watch hours on um, on YouTube. But that video is yeah. so good. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's so cool. It's so good. <laughs> so Eve <laughs> says, I've had a critique where this uppity guy from Yale tell me I wasn't good enough to paint from life had to make one painting a day every single day to strengthen my skills privilege at its finest see that's not helpful because not everybody benefits from doing a painting a day i wouldn't i feel like that would just stress me out and oftentimes i find people try to impose their beliefs on you and i think somebody who really is a good critic is somebody who can recognize oh okay these are jordan's goals and this is what you're trying to achieve. So if I say to you, Jordan, Jordan, drop shadow boxers, go be a fine artist. I think you should do paintings on canvas. Like that's terrible. Like that's clearly somebody who doesn't understand who you are. Mm -hmm. It's funny you said it because I felt that way, not from you, but from other like teachers I had uh, while at, at RISD because yeah. uh, there's such a fine art focus in there. I was like, but I don't want to do that yeah. at all. And, uh, and it became very frustrating. So... You know, I, I get what they're saying about, you know, doing a painting a day. That's, you know, depending on who you are, that's not necessarily bad advice, but definitely could have been delivered a lot better and in a way that is more tailored towards you. Registration for our March and April workshops has opened. We are doing watercolor, imaginary landscapes, pricing your art, drawing hair, backgrounds, oil pastels, color palettes, and selling your art. Registration is due in three weeks, but you better register because if not enough people register, we can't run the workshop. 
So take a look at this. The link is on the front page of artprof.org. This is a chance to work with me in a small group of artists with a really particular focus. And it's so much fun, you guys. I just did the charcoal workshop and I was like all pumped afterwards. So I guess that's my accountability somehow. <laughs> Join us in the Discord. Right after the stream, Jordan and I are going to be doing a stage session. That's where you have the opportunity to speak to us on voice and ask us questions. You'll want to meet in the post live streams stage channel. Join our Open Studios Club. We are having so much fun with this, creating art together. This is a great place to meet art friends because you really get to know each other. You're on voice. It's fantastic. I'm having a blast. I know I'm a little biased, but anyway. <laughs> Join our Patreon group. Another place. Make art friends. Weekly voice sessions with staff. I write very long critiques and you'll get support in a small group of artists, people who really are invested in each other. It's not one of those post and run groups. Share your art in those weekly sessions. This is the type of critique. Actually, this one's sort of short <laughs> compared to what I typically do and you get to make art friends. Thank you so much to our amazing top Patreon supporters who are keeping the lights on here for us. You guys are incredible. Visit artprof.org. We have tons of stuff on there that's not on YouTube. Use the search bar to find what you want. Artprof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And Gumby would like you to subscribe for more art tutorials, critiques, and business tips. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.